Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market, more than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein, here's your host, Jason Swigard. Been a fine good morning to you all. Harold and I just got the entire building to ourselves here. Everybody's taking summer vacation, so uh, we're just hanging out for an hour talking golf. We could go from one studio to the next. I think I'll jump over to the other studio. Are you going to test my producing abilities as I uh, be producer and host once again? Uh, you have been tested for many, many years, and I have full faith in you that you can jump any hurdle that I threw out in front that's, of That's That's true. Yeah. That's true. Except. I got the dump button ready to go. <laughs> yep. It's. It's all good. No, uh, yeah, just us today. Sinner and Saints still on a uh, little summer vacation. Everybody uh, needing to to clear their minds. There's been uh, a lot to deal with for uh, for Will and and Luke. So uh, I believe. Well, I know Will will be back next Saturday for sure. Awesome. So uh, so we'll find out uh, if everybody's coming back. But uh, but yeah, there's been a lot going on. Obviously, uh, plenty going on with golf as the uh, professional tours continue to roll back in. So we'll get uh, updated. We've got a new uh, number one ranked golfer in the world to discuss. Uh, plenty of help, though, today. Our good buddy, David Phipps, who's the Northwest Field Representative for the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America, is going to join us at 815 uh, to talk about rounds for research. It's their annual auction. It was delayed a little bit uh, further this year than than last year uh, to raise money for their foundation um, that does a lot of environmental research and, and things like that to help out all of their members uh, and, and keeping golf courses uh, in good shape as well as supporting the environments around them so they have as little environmental impact as possible um, and so we'll find out one, there's a lot of great golf courses, uh, that you can bid on to play some private ones too, that you may not normally get not only in Oregon, but as well as around the country. I know we're not doing a lot of traveling right now, but, uh, but well, there's a little bit going on. You, you just have yeah. to be very careful. Uh, do your homework before you go. Or maybe, just... maybe you've got an RV, maybe you're self-contained. Well, RVs that... are flying off lots. Yeah, I I was thinking about buying an RV. Well, I found there's an RV show on some weird uh, cable channel that's like channel 1472 or something like that yeah. on my thing uh-huh. that every once in a while I'll roll by and it's just showing them all and stuff. And I found th- there's one. Like if I ever decide to go there, I found the make and model. It was fantastic. It had all the creature comforts. It had a drop dead. The back end. Hard. It, it flops down, so yeah. the back end is this back patio with a TV and a little mini uh, bar area that comes right out the bedroom. 
Oh, and I'm cool. like, okay, the bar that's... next to the bedroom is really handy. Yeah, and he's got so the outdoor patio that's got a whole platform and stairs and little yeah. fence thing and the big TV out there. So you're set tailgating, or take that out, take your golf vacation. That's looking really appealing right now. Yeah, and I think it falls well within your budget. It falls nowhere within my budget. <laughs> That's what I've been looking at. We'll have to get some corporate sponsorship for that. <laughs> Take the golf show on the road. Oh, you know what? I have thought of that. We could get two other guys or gal. Actually, it would be good to have another another lady and a guy or whatever. However, what are you into, Harold? And we what? What are you into? <laughs> no. And then we. And we go out on the road and we challenge foursomes Ooh. from different golf courses okay. around the country. I've had this idea for many years. And you just you go out and you play a scramble against people. There you go. And you find a corporate sponsor to do it and you're you know, it we would need four RVs it, because we'd have to Well, you'd probably have to do two. Cuz you could probably you can have two different Kind of sleeping two areas. Bubbles. Yeah, two bubbles. Okay. We could pull it off. All right. Corporate but, sponsors, dial in. Let us know. Yeah. I'm sure they're chomping at the bit to just throw money at that. Oh, I'm sure they are. They're desperate. I've been watching rock skipping on Lake Erie. Oh, man. That's how bad uh, sports has become. Well, it's starting to come back. We've had golf for a while. Uh, so we're excited to talk to David and uh, find out uh, the auction will end tomorrow. Um, and we'll get you all the, uh, I think we tweeted out a link to it earlier. David sent out a tweet, so uh, we tweeted that out. And then Jaron Mack, who is the head professional down at Running Y Ranch down at Klamath Falls, he's going to join us in the business of golf. Uh, we'll get his thoughts. Uh, I know that they've had, uh, I think they've had a little bit of uh, work they've done to the course. Um, but like we said, the big, the big travel, the big going to Europe or Hawaii or whatever you do for your summer vacations, kind of off the table for a lot of people. But uh, kind of road tripping in some places, and uh, I know Dirt plays running. Why he's got a, a group that they have a tournament every year that he goes down for. He loves that golf course. Oh, it's fun. And so I, I that is somewhere I need to go. So we're excited to to talk to Jaron and learn all about it. So plenty to get done today. Plus, in the tips. Uh, Harold's going to share with you uh, how we're remaking my swing, how it's going, and uh, a couple of key little things. Just they seem like the slightest little details, but they made all the difference in helping me go from being a twisted up pretzel to feeling like I can swing a golf club again and making progress. Yeah, you're less of a twisted up pretzel now. There's, there's still little a couple of twists kinda, in there. You know those pretzels that are kind of the – just the stick. Well, I'm not the stick yet. No. No, 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 no. No. You, you still have a couple of twists and turns in there. Yep. But uh, physically, uh, you're making the adjustments. It's. It, I give you a lot of credit because this is kind of like, I tell people this isn't going to hurt you. It'll hurt me more than it'll hurt you. My dad used to say that uh, just no. before he, he spanked me. <laughs> this is going to hurt me. Yeah, of course it will. Uh, and... Seeing you struggle did not hurt me much at all. As a matter of fact, it was it was highly entertaining. But you got, you had the uh, the commitment to go out and actually yep. practice these things, and that's good. That that says a lot for the student. Oftentimes, they want a tip, and they say, "Okay, see you later." This is not McDonald's. If you want to learn how to play golf better, sometimes it's a three or four course meal. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's it's a process. And then, yeah, you said it's going to take – it'll probably take a full year. Oh, you know? I don't think it'll take you that long now that I've seen your progress. So, so yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're working, so we'll share those with you. But as always, uh, let's get it going. Let's go inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. Uh, three tours are in action. The uh, European tour is going to be in the United Kingdom for the next six weeks. I think they got four events in England, two in Wales. Uh, this week it is the uh, Betfred British Masters. Lee Westwood serving as the host. Uh, Renato Peratore of Italy is uh, trying to run away with this. He's got a two-shot lead with six holes to play. 
Uh, he's ranked 270th in the world. Rasmus Hoygaard uh, from Denmark is at 15 under, as is Justin Harding out of South Africa. So uh, they started on uh, on Wednesday. So that tournament is wrapping up. But again, most of the top European, there's only a couple of players in the top 100 in the world uh, playing in this event. Well, Lee Westwood is the only uh, player in the top 50 right now yeah. who hasn't come over to play. And uh, he's probably, if he hadn't been the host here, he probably wouldn't have played. Uh, he uh, finished today with a uh, uh, smooth 79. I, I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to come over, but he didn't want to because he'd have to sit out for two weeks. Yeah. Coming and going, and that's very difficult for a player to do, to sit out two weeks, uh, especially if you're an older player. So this is really... The pandemic has really hit the older players because of uh, less reps, less opportunities to play. The younger players, you're 23, 24 years old. It's, I think it's a little easier to adjust to some of the things going on. Lee Westwood has been very vocal about the pandemic and, and what has been done and very positive about how the European tour has handled it. They're creating a bubble now in, in Great Britain. Uh, which will be much safer, I think, safer than what is happening in the U.S., basically because we're just such a large country. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's going on over in Europe. The Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, last week, Davis Riley held off Paul Barjon to win the TPC San Antonio Championship at the Oaks. Uh, he's a two-time winner now, first player to win twice on tour. He won in Panama way back uh, at the start of the season. And so he's looking uh, possibly to get that uh, battlefield promotion. He's in contention. He is at 13 under right now. They're in the third round. He's got a six under through nine holes today. One shot behind Max McGreevy and Brandon Wu. And so uh, that's what's going on. Our uh, our buddy, uh, Alistair Doherty, unfortunately did not make the cut. He missed it by one shot. Had a tough opening round of 73, followed it up with a 468 for minus three, but minus four was the number. So uh, good to see, though, Alistair getting in these events. That experience will help him, and uh, it's only a matter of time before he starts breaking through. Yeah, I was texting with Alistair uh, after it. He said, ouch, this one's going to hurt for a little while. I I hope it doesn't hurt for too long, Alistair. <laughs> you can't let it sting for too long. Got to get right back out there. Yeah, he said that. He felt really good about how he played, uh, and he did not putt as well as he has been putting. Uh, he, and so his sense was, you know what? I belong out here, and that is a big step for a young player to, to make and something to understand that if I'd have made two or three more putts, which were very makeable, he said, I, I would have made the yep. cut and been right out there. So. Congratulations to him. I don't know how he did this week, but uh, but he's playing well and working hard at it. No question. And that leads us to the PGA Tour, where we have a new number one ranked player in the world. John Rahm won the Memorial at nine under par, uh, three shots clear of Ryan Palmer, uh, who, with that second place finish, qualified for the U.S. Open. And uh, there was a little... Some controversy. I don't know how much uh, uh, Rom there, that ridiculous chip in on 16, what he thought was a miraculous two ended up being a four. The ball moved as he was, uh, he touched the grass behind the ball that caused it to move in that uh, cabbage like rough that Jack had uh, put there at Muirfield after growing. I don't think he took a mower to it after the first week, the charity or the workday charity open. No, they didn't, and I think they put some weed and feed on it because <laughs> it it grew it grew a good inch for sure, and that made the two tournaments very different. We had a lot of wind, we had uh, rough conditions. Tiger really struggled uh, through it after winning that tournament five times. So uh, a tough week. John Rom rose to the top. Rose to the top. He's uh, the twenty fourth uh, different player to be uh, number one in the world golf rankings since that began. Uh, in, I think it was 86, uh, when that first went into uh, contention. This week, uh, they are at uh, TPC Twin Cities in Blaine, Minnesota. Richie Wierenski, Michael Thompson tied for the lead at 12 under. Tony Finau is one back at 11 under. Matthew Wolf is at nine under. So uh, a couple of young big bombers. And the question is, can Tony Finau really find a way to finish 
when the pressure is on and make putts. Uh, he was in contention for a while at the Memorial, and then uh, everything went south for him as uh, conditions got rougher. He yeah, can bomb it. Yeah. Uh, when he's freewheeling, I mean, he was that little charity nine hole thing they did on Wednesday. He was, he was ridiculous, but when it gets to crunch time, uh, he hasn't found the formula yet just once, uh, in his career, only one victory. And with all that talent, you would expect him to kind of be like John Rom with three or four wins, finding a win somewhere every year. Yeah. And I've always been a, a Tony Finau fan because of his athleticism he's fantastic uh the pressure is tough last week he basically fell apart coming down the stretch he made a change this week he uh part, parted ways with his longtime caddy and uh, hoping to do some good things with his yeah, put boyd summer on the bag yeah his his coach his mm-hmm. swing coach who actually ended up did you see the the film the the video, this guy got the worst sunburn ever. He's got long black socks on, black shorts, and between his long between the two, he is bright red. Oh, so man. in one day they did a comparison uh of the two days. First day he looked like an OB steak, uh, and the second day he looked like a red penalty a area. Bar- a barber's pole there. So very yeah. painful oh, sunburn. But he's out there hoping to help Tony Finau do better. Finau's been working on his wedges. Yep. That's where he needed work. Uh, the Bombers always need work on their wedges. Yep. No question. So we'll keep an eye on uh, him this week. So that's what's going on on the tours. When we come back, our buddy David Phipps from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America going to join us. We're going to talk about the rounds for research auction, which uh, will wrap up tomorrow. Your opportunity to uh, bid on playing some courses in Oregon or around the country that you might not normally be able to have access to. And more importantly, what all the money raised will allow Uh, golf course superintendents to do around the country as we get going here it's golf in the northwest on 1080 the fan 818 here this morning golf in the northwest harold bluestein and jason swigard here with you very pleased to uh, have joining us now the northwest field representative for the golf course superintendents association of america right here uh, in the portland area david phipps good morning david how you doing good morning jason i'm doing great well, I, and glad to hear that. Uh, I was glad to get your uh, text uh, a little while ago. The Rounds for Research auction is back. We had you on last year uh, kind of talking about this, uh, that the uh, the foundation, um, the charitable, not a charitable foundation, but uh, the, the foundation that does a lot of environmental work uh, for the superintendents uh, does this once a year golf courses all around the, the United States and uh, North America donating foursomes to bid on. And uh, some of the courses in Oregon are uh, ones you wouldn't normally be able to uh, get tee times for. Some of them are private clubs. But uh, let everybody know a little bit about how this has come together and uh, some of the places you might be able to play here in Oregon. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, it's Rounds for Research is the, is the name of our program. And, and it's the Environmental Institute for Golf is, is the GCSAA's philanthropic arm and this is a program developed out of the carolina region and they were extremely successful in raising funds for their education and and, uh, uh, research so you know we took it on as a national program and so now what we're doing is is creating this so each state can have their own program and raise funds for their own particular research so we're enabling states to to have this outreach you know, and, and in today's day and times, you know, obviously with this pandemic going on, we're limited on on play, on, on, you know, on tournaments and things like that that we can host to raise funds. I mean, that's been impacting, you know, the charitable causes all around the world right now as far as limiting the tournaments that raise so much money. But, yeah, golf is still booming because individual play is way up. But this is a way that we can raise money and still provide a good benefit to the golfers at the same time. I mean, the, the costs you know, of these clubs, you know, there's Den Country Club, Bandon Crossing, um, Pronghorn, um, just some of the high-end courses I can name, Pumpkin Ridge is on there, Oswego Lake Country Club, uh, my favorite, Stone Creek Golf Course. We have two uh, items up for auction, uh, the Oregon Golf Club, Tethero, the Reserve, 
Tokachi, another one of my favorite golf courses. Waverly is another one. We have 30 courses just in Oregon alone that we can bid on right now. And um, they're all going for really good prices at this point. I'm not saying, you know, but this auction goes till tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day to bid on these items. So we're kind of down to the last wire. So, David, you mentioned that the the money, the funds go for education and research. Who are we yeah. educating and what are we researching? Well, we're educating golf course superintendents and uh, you know, field turf managers, everything. It, based down at Oregon State University, this is primarily to help support the program down at Oregon State. Alec Kowalewski has done a tremendous job with that program down there. He's gone from one Ph.D. to now we have uh, four PhDs on staff down there and some great research is coming out. New research in particular coming out now is on verification and that's always on the golfer's mind every spring and fall when superintendents have to start poking those darn holes in the greens and disrupting the surface of the putting surface. So hopefully we'll find out, you know, some good verification techniques and some timings and, you know, maybe avoid some areas if we don't have to verify. You know, we'll see. But we're doing all this research to try to you know, what's going to benefit the turf most with as little impact on the playing surface as possible. David Phipps is our guest here, Northwest Field Representative for the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and uh, the Rounds for Research auction going on. Uh, we tweeted out, retweeted out a link to that so you can get there and uh, bid on those uh, foursomes that are uh, up for bid right now. As far as, um, you know, kind of the biggest issues facing golf course superintendents right now with with turf management uh environmental issues what are the things that that you really need the research uh, and to raise these monies to try and develop them is it water conservation uh is it uh i don't know what are some of the other issues that are going on that you need this money to research you know, water conservation is always a big issue, and we're always doing trials on different varieties of grasses. The the seed breeders, all right here in Oregon, in the valley, you know, this is where most of our grass seed across the country is grown, right here in Oregon. And we have great support from our seed industry at the program at Oregon State now, and they're really stepping up their uh, research on determining what varieties work best, which have the best drought tolerance. Um, wear tolerance, disease resistance, and things like that. You know, anything we can do to less water, less inputs, less fertilizer, um, less disease control is, you know, our, our focus on what we really want to do. You know, like I said, on the aerification, we want to uh, benefit the turf, but we also want to make sure that the golfer has an enjoyable playing surface as well. So it's, it's all kinds of good stuff that's happening. Well, David, we always complain about, and you hear it on tour, uh, Poana Greens. And uh, are we growing them here in Oregon, and we're responsible for all those uh, missed spots on the tour? <laughs> no. I think <laughs> you know it, and I know it. Poana Greens are some of the best putting surfaces out there. It's just that sometimes they get a little seed heavy. And, you know, in the spring, they'll start you know, going to flower. But, you know, where there's research now where you're using growth regulators on some of these things that keep those things from going to seed. You get some of those reptile varieties that can, you know, change the game changer. You know, some of them are really good. Some can be really nasty. But the poanua is a unique specimen. That thing can evolve over time and eventually turn into a really nice putting surface. And you see that on some of our older courses, you know, the Columbia Edgewaters, the Waverleys, um, you know, the Broadmoors, all these courses that have been around for a long time, that POA has, a, has had a chance to evolve. And sometimes you can't even tell the difference between POA and you and a really nice bent grass. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, we're used to playing on it, and it's, it's really nice. I'm not saying anything bad about bent grass because I love playing on bent grass as well. But, you know, we, we actually just, we grow POA and you out here very, very well. Um, if, you can't, if you can't fight it, you just have to grow it, and that's what, that's kind of where we're at here in the Northwest because it, it grows so well out here with our climate. I'm a member of Royal Oaks Country Club in Vancouver, and I and our greens are rolling at about a 14 right now. I'm a nervous wreck out there. <laughs> I, I get above the hole, and I know I've got a 14, 15-footer coming back up the hill. Thank God I don't have two downhillers in a row. So uh, we talked about... Uh, Seed and water, uh, we are looking at thinning out trees because uh, oftentimes golf courses are built 
uh, and all the trees are put in all at the same time. So we have a big problem there. How do golf courses manage the the tree issue? You know, I, I kind of relate the trees to the the old scenario of putting a frog in a, a pan of water and slowly bringing it up to boil. And next thing you know it, the thing dies because you just didn't see it coming. And that's <laughs> kind of what happens to golf courses. You plant these trees when they're when the golf courses are young and they grow and they grow and they grow. And you just don't notice what's happening until, boom, one day it's too late. <clears throat> and we've seen that happen to a lot of courses where these trees have grown up so big, they've restricted the the light that, that hits these putting greens and restricted the air movement around the course. And next thing you know, you know, you're fighting, fighting the grass, you're fighting the diseases, fighting the shallow roots. You know, turf grass has got to get at least, you know, eight hours of sun, direct sunlight on it. If it's going to be really strong. And if it doesn't get that sunlight, you're going to lose it. You know? So, you know, I understand the value of trees, you know, they're, they're wonderful, beautiful to look at, but you know, sometimes, trees and grass just doesn't mix. So you got to have an equal, you know, a good proportion of it, so to say, you know, so, I mean, I, I don't say every course should be like Chambers Bay where there's just one tree out there. Um, they don't have, a, they don't have a shade problem except along that bank. Of course, you know, in the wintertime, they don't get very much sun there at all. But, uh, you know, there, there's, you do have to kind of monitor that as the course grows and gets, it gets a little bit bigger. I mean, I've seen courses now with, giant sequoias on the <clears throat> northeastern part of every green. You may have seen, you know which one I'm talking about up in, up in Washington. And, you know, it's a huge shade issue, and the greens really suffer from it. Um, but sometimes you just need to bite that bullet and take a tree out here and there. You know, Royal Oaks, gorgeous golf course, one of the best trees out there. And they don't call it Royal Oaks for nothing. That's for sure. <laughs> David Phipps is our guest uh, from the uh, Golf Course Superintendents Association of America, uh, Northwest Field Rep. So what? Uh, what's kind of how has the change in COVID? We've seen so many courses playing so many rounds, but you mentioned not a lot of tournaments, uh, but the number of rounds is up for a lot of courses. How has uh, uh, your superintendents that you deal with on a day-to-day basis, how have they handled it? And uh, what are the most pressing issues for them to keep the courses playable here in the Northwest? Gosh, you know, the restrictions on golf carts, that's been the number one issue right now. Um, You know, one rider per cart early on was really tough. So a lot of golf courses, you know, they sold a lot of carts, hence a lot of cart traffic. There's a lot of traffic issues and turf wear along the edges of the cart path. So, you know, if you're a golfer and you got to have that cart, you know, let's just really avoid those hot spots in the turf where it can track up. You know, let's, let's stay, you know, in, you know, mix up your traffic and don't follow the same lines all the time. Um, exit the path in different places, you know, so you're not creating, again, another wear area. You know, stay on the path when you're around those tee boxes. Don't, don't take two wheels off the edge of the path. You know, you never know if, if the beverage cart comes, you know, they can wait and go around you after you take off, but, you know, you don't have to pull over when you go tee off. You just stay on the, keep all four on the path, you know. So just little things like that to help with that. Um, superintendents, you know, have been dealing with this in Oregon. You know, been working day in, day out. Washington State, they closed their golf courses, and they had some, you know, kind of like I call it growing conditions for a month or so while the, their governor waited to decide whether or not to allow golf, um, our governor allowed golf, realized the benefit of golf for people to get out and recreate during this pandemic and recreate safely. I still haven't heard of any case of COVID being transmitted to golfers. So, you know, we're, we're good in that regard. Um, you know, the golfers or the superintendents, a lot of some courses have had a hard time with staffing, you know, because of the tournaments and the, the restricted revenue that uh, you know, the golf course may be making revenue on rounds but they lost that revenue on the tournaments. So staffing may not be up to par with a lot of uh, superintendents you know, because they're, they're cutting costs. And that's put a lot of, a lot of wear on those guys. You know, some guys that haven't taken a day off all season just to keep their golf courses going because of the demand and play. So, you know, you have some patience for those guys yep. out there. They're working their, they're working their rear off there. You know, thank him. If you see a superintendent, just thank him for the hard work he does. Absolutely. And we appreciate all the hard work that they've been doing to uh, keep those courses going and playable. David Phipps, Northwest Field Representative for the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America. Again, rounds for research auction. Uh, it ends tomorrow. 
Uh, if you just uh, go to Google and search rounds for research, that's probably the easiest way to get there. We retweeted out uh, the links to it uh, on my Twitter page, at FanSwag and at 1080TheFan. Uh, David, thanks so much. Uh, good to hear from you, and uh, hopefully uh, things will start easing up for everybody here soon. Absolutely, and I appreciate the time you let me come on and talk about this. So it's a great show. Thanks, guys. You bet. It's our pleasure. David Phipps uh, from the Golf Course Superintendent Association of America. Rounds for research. If you want to play Waverly, Oswego Lake, some of these private courses, Pronghorn, Tokatee out there. Bandon Dunes, I noticed, was on it. Uh, it's Bandon Crossing. Oh, Crossing. Okay. Down there. Uh, and so uh, some great courses. And then if you're feeling frisky, uh, there's some uh, like Pinehurst Number 2. You can do a thing if you got some bucks out there. Mm-hmm. So some of the great courses uh, around the country uh, if you're looking for that uh, golf vacation. So that's what's going on. Thanks again to David for joining us. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, Harold will let you know what we've been working on trying to uh, reinvent my swing and uh, the progress that we're making. Making the turn here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Bluestein. It's time to Ask the Pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. 8.34 here on Golf in the Northwest. Uh, we'll take you back to ESPN Radio uh, following us for the rest of the day. Probably a lot of chatter about Major League Baseball getting back. Looks like uh, the NFL and the Players Association figured out uh, their issues for a 2020 season. NBA getting set to restart next week. Plenty going on. And then uh, live baseball for you on Sunday here on the fan Mets and Braves pregame at three o'clock. First pitch just after four. So that's uh, what's coming up this weekend for you. But uh, and we'll talk to Jaron Mack, head pro at Running Y Ranch coming up in the business of golf down there in Klamath Falls. One of the uh, one of the golfing gems down in uh, that part of the state right near the uh, California border. But I've got Harold here. If you've listened to me working out there at Forest Hills, uh, where their course, the greens again, they've got that Poe dialed in 13 to 14 on the stint meter. So a lot of slope to those smaller greens, but we've been reworking my golf swing, reworking the putting stroke, and we're starting to develop some consistency. And you gave me, I was so frustrated the first two weeks. I did not know where it was going off the tee trying to get realigned and you gave me the slightest little tip and it made all the difference in the world. So tell, tell the world what to, what to keep. And it's just something to keep in mind when you're up there because you're so focused on some other things that you're, you're very easily to, it was very easy to tense up for me. Like I'm so worried about getting this and this and this and this, and my whole body gets tense. Well, first of all, you started as a typical student who's more concerned about, hitting a golf ball than putting your body in the right position in preparation to hit a golf ball and in preparation to getting the club uh, moving. So I always look at setup to start with. Your setup was pretty good. You had a little too much uh, weight to your left foot. It wasn't quite even to start with. That's fine if you're hitting a wedge shot or certain iron shots. You can have a five to 10% more weight to the left side. Um, but I, I like to keep it fairly even. Uh, and what I noticed in, in, in your setup is you, and this is very typical for a lot of players, they set up and they try to keep their shoulders level. Shoulders can't be level. First of all, because your right hand's lower in the club than your left. So if you're a right-handed player, so consequently there is going to be a slight tilt there just out of the shoulders but we have an axis tilt so if you were to stand up straight and from your hips just laterally just tilt about 10 degrees if you don't know what 10 degrees is until stand in front of a mirror stand straight with your shoulders level and then just tilt slightly to your to your back foot to your right uh right side so that will help you to take the club back properly and it's so important, that tilt is so important because without it, in order to make a backswing, your right hip's going to have to slide laterally, and we call that a sway. We don't want to sway. So the tilt helps to eliminate the need for that sort of right. movement. Now, the 
the other thing that I noticed was your, I look at alignment. Alignment, oftentimes we think of just our feet. Well, your feet aren't hitting the golf ball. Uh, your arms, shoulder position, your, your thoracic spine, your upper uh, body and shoulders, that's going to be a rotational movement that hits a golf ball. What I noticed is that at a dress position, your right arm was higher, yeah, it was higher locked. and locked over your left arm. That's a big mistake because uh, taking the club back, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to throw your hands out away from your body. Can't help it. You've already set up in that position. So the club isn't going to come back on the on the correct uh, path. The club had uh, will be thrown outside. Uh, so what I did was I took, and it's an old Ben Hogan thing. Uh, if you're looking five fundamentals, uh, Ben Hogan's first or second book, uh, he talks about the pockets of our elbows. So that's the area opposite our elbow. So your pockets should basically point out, and your right elbow in particular should be a little bit lower and underneath the left arm. What I did was I took an alignment stick and I put it across your forearms and showed you by bending that right elbow and bringing it underneath, now slightly underneath the left, that alignment stick was now parallel to your foot line instead of being dead left. Yep. That changes how you take the club head back, but it also influences how you bring the club through because the problem, and we hear this this mantra out of golf instructors, and sometimes it's, it, it's uh, overused. I think it's overused all the time, and I rarely use the expression over the top because there's about five or six things that can happen. Essentially, though, the club head is moving out away from you, and it's caused by a number of things. But if your right arm straightens as you start the downswing, that right arm now is over the top of the left arm, and the path of the club head is going to be well outside your target line and across your target line, and your club face will be open to that path, and you're going to create a huge slice, which is what you had. Yeah. So the first thing I did was your setup position and, and getting that right arm in the right spot. And that made it it made it so much easier than to take the club back. Yeah. Absolutely. And to help keep it, you know, I had a big, long, loopy with the sway, and I was going way too back. Now I understand how far to get when I'm, when I'm back, which is seems like a lot shorter than what I was doing before. And so it's a much smoother now kind of one-two transition that I'm working with rather than whatever the hell I was doing before. Yeah, I, uh, that was the second thing we did was I watched how the right arm position was allowing you to take the club back. So then my focus went to the top of your backswing. And we were eliminating some of that right hips way, which causes you to take the club way too long and and that really becomes a problem so once that sway got was reduced and we kept the weight more flat on your right foot as opposed to rolling to the outside of your right foot then we could work with your upper body at the top and you felt your first impression and this is i hear that so much Wow, I'm really taking the club back a lot further. Actually, I had to tell you, you were taking it back a lot shorter, and I had to show you on video how it was shorter. Yep. But what you were feeling was that you were actually getting your back to the target. You were taking a fuller motion out of your shoulders and less out of that sway. So it felt like it was long but it was, it was certainly a lot shorter no question and so uh, so yeah so now we're we're making progress uh with the irons a uh, lot more consistent um 
So yet making much more solid contact and those irons are, there's much less curvature to, to the ball. I'm able to control that a little bit more. Once we get into the woods and in the driver still working on those a little bit, it's still a little bit erratic, but. Well, it's very difficult. Uh, making changes is difficult. Tiger Woods, when he made significant changes, always stuck with a pitching wedge and a nine iron, maybe an eight iron, just to get the feel for it. The moment you get into the longer clubs or as soon as you get into them, there's a tendency for your expectation level to go up. And a longer club, quite frankly, is more difficult to hit. Uh, and now your focus goes on hitting the golf ball, again, where we started this whole thing, trying to hit a golf ball, as opposed to making the proper movement in preparation and movement to hit a golf ball straight. So uh, stick with those shorter clubs when making significant changes. When you feel a little more comfortable, then by all means – Try the long club. Yeah. As soon as you start to get the old side spin coming back and you feel like you're losing it, go back to the shorter club to reestablish that, that sensation that you were having. Yep. So there you go. We're going to talk putting next week for certain because I'm lost out there, but we don't have enough time to get into that right Boy, now. And that is, uh, I know that's where your struggle is now. Uh, you're starting to hit some greens. Yep. Uh, but you cannot play this game unless you uh, and score. Yeah, and score. And, unless a lot you of green, a lot putt. more greens in regulation, a lot more three putts. Yeah, that's that's because I'm hitting. I'm kind of hitting some fringes, you know, or being because I don't because I can get there in regulation, but I'm you know I'm so I'm hitting from 150, 165 yards out, getting on the green, but I'm 30, 40, 50 feet away rather than needing an extra shot and chipping up close. Yep. So, There's a big difference between a 30-footer and a 50-footer, I yep. can tell you. So 50-footer, we'll, you're going to three-putt. A 30-footer, you should be able to two-putt. So that's, uh, that'll, that'll be next week. So when we come back, time to talk the business of golf and the head professional from the Running Y Resort down at Klamath Falls. Jaron Mack going to join us as we wrap things up here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf. Every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080, The Fan. 846 here this morning here at Bluestein along with me, Jason Swigard, wrapping things up as we do with the business of golf and uh, with uh, the travel restrictions in terms of going uh, – major destinations uh, down for people a lot of people getting in the car and road tripping and uh we want to let you know about one of the uh kind of one of the hidden gems for golf here in the state of oregon it's down at klamath falls the running y resort very pleased to have with us head golf professional jaron mack this morning uh, good morning jaron how's the weather down there at klamath falls good morning harold thank you guys so much for having me on uh the weather is perfect it's 85 to 88 today, light wind, and the course is in just beautiful shape right now. Well, Jaron, uh, I love that golf course. I haven't been there for a couple of years, and uh, I was on the phone with you the other day uh, arranging this interview, and my wife said, oh, running, why? Uh, we haven't been there for a couple of years. So let's go down there. So we'll be booking something uh, this next week. I'm I'm in charge of the uh, <laughs> travel. Uh Tell us, first of all, any restrictions, anything I should be thinking about as I'm booking? Not really restrictions. We're going through the same protocols as, you know, everyone else here in Oregon as far as social distancing. The restaurant is minimum capacity. We can't fill it. The golf course, we're encouraging single rider carts unless you live together. But other than that, you know, the golf course, like I said, is is ready for play. Um, we have some really good specials out there. You can book for as little as 144 a person for unlimited golf and a night stay at the resort. Well, that'll be great fun, but there's more than, let's just talk for a moment. There's more than just golf at running Y and uh, uh, tell us about some of the other things going on there. Well, this season we have, you know, obviously the golf, we have an 81 room lodge, 32 vacation rentals uh, along with a 10 bedroom house that guests can rent. There is a full-service 
restaurant inside the lodge. We have Crater Lake with an hour away. There's not this season, but most seasons there's horseback riding. There's tons of hiking trails around and biking trails. I'm big on the biking. I know my wife will be happy to uh, <laughs> get our bikes back out there and, and wear out our butts. The uh, So back to the golf course. I noticed, uh, Jaron, you've got the course record at 61. Uh, I think I can beat that if I quit after the 13th <laughs> hole. Uh, tell us a little bit about the golf course, uh, when it was built, who built it, and, and uh, some of the features that we might – experience when we get there absolutely so we're very fortunate you know we're the only arnold palmer golf course in oregon it was uh, it was built the grand opening was in 1998 actually the the back nine opened in 97 first and the grand opening was in 98 it's i have a lot of guests coming from all over all over the, the world basically coming in and saying hey you know this is like our favorite golf course i cannot believe that it's, it's this hidden gem down in klamath falls it's a par 72 it stretches from 71 and change, and uh, the forward tees are very fair. They're 4,800 yards, so it's, it, it's designed for all golfers. Jaron Mack is our uh, guest here, the head professional at Running Y Ranch. So uh, the only Arnold Palmer designed golf course here uh, in the state of Oregon. What are some of the keys for people that uh, are, are curious, listening, want to go down and check it out for the first time? What are a couple of uh, local knowledge tips that they'll need to uh, keep in mind as they come down? So it's a very friendly golf course. We have wide fairways and we have huge, huge greens, but they're very deceptive. And, uh, you know, you want to be below the hole for sure. Our superintendent, Greg Morton, has the golf course in just phenomenal shape. Him and his assistant, Tony Stevenson, do a phenomenal job. It's uh, greens are rolling about 10 and a half, 11 today. And you definitely want to be below the hole because Arnold, Arnold has these you know, you run shots up into the greens, and they're very undulated. And uh, so, you got to be careful if you get above the hole. Yeah, and uh, don't I know that well? I mm-hmm. uh, I've spent my life above the hole, and having a uh, <laughs> I talked earlier about having a ten foot putt coming back. So, if we if someone comes to visit, uh, you've got golf lessons available to them, also, right? Correct. Myself or my assistant Trevor Wilson uh, offer any kind of package that, that you desire. We also feature TrackMan during our lessons. So we do a lot of club fitting as well down here. That's awesome. So, Jaron, how long have you been a, a golf professional, and what's your position in the uh, in the PGA? So I started my career in 2001 in San Diego at a place called Palma Valley Country Club, which I hold very near to my heart. It's one of my favorite places in the world, and uh, – yeah, I was down there for a couple of years and kind of fell out of the industry for a while, like a lot of us did. And I moved up here and kind of got back into it, met Jim Skogstad, who hired me at the Running Y, which I'm sure everyone listening knows the infamous Mr. Skogstad, one of the greatest guys alive. And, you know, so I've been here since 2005, and I've been the head golf pro since 2015. Well, fantastic. I know uh, we'll be sending some people down there. One real quick. Now, is uh, for people that maybe don't get down in that neck of the woods, is Klamath Falls, is there elevation at that point uh, for adjustments? Uh, you know, if they're looking at yardages, trying to figure out maybe which tees to play. It looks like the uh, the middle tees there are about 64, 6,500 yards, which I think a lot of people will be playing at. Is there an elevation uh, adjustment they need to be concerned about? Yeah, so we're at 4,200 feet right here at the golf course, and the highest spot on the golf course is just over 4,300 feet. So when we had the USDA touring agronomist out, he had this calculator, and it's it's 6.7 to 6.8% uh, distance difference. So you know, if you're hitting it 100 yards, you're going to hit it 107 yards, your pitching wedge would say. So there we go. Those are things to uh, definitely keep in mind. Uh, Runningwhy.com slash slash golf will get you there. And as you mentioned, oh, wait, Harold, Harold's got some more for him. Well, I I was just looking through this, uh, through the website, which is a fantastic website. You've got mini golf there, too. uh, And I wasn't aware of that. Tell us a little bit about that mini golf course. So there's there's. There's a saying that there's more money won on the mini golf course than the real golf course around here. We have an 18-hole all-grass putt-putt for, you know, families to come and enjoy and pretty much any golfer. 
It's a par 71. It's got water hazards and uh, it's got bunkers. It, it's it's a lot of fun. And we, we provide putters and balls for the families and any guests wanting to come out and uh, and give give their try at the at the putting course. Well, I know my co-host could uh, easily lose a ball on a putt putt golf course. <laughs> Question. I'm all over the place right now. I'll find I'll find the rough. There's no. I will find the rough on the mini putt. There's no question right now. And it's it it is thick out there this time of year as well. Well, we're the, the pictures are gorgeous. Uh, one of the the hosts of my uh, weekday show, he comes down once a year. Uh, they've got a group that has a big tournament down there for uh, for his former baseball coach from high school. He loves that place. Uh, for people that are interested in finding out more, uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you and and get information? The best way is is our website runningwide.com. We have a beautiful website. It's laid out easy to navigate. You could also give the golf shop a call at 541-850-5580. Ask for myself. And for those guests out there listening, you know, people think it's so far to travel to, to Southern Oregon. It is literally, it's a 4 to 415 drive. It is not that bad, and it is gorgeous. It is, it is, a, it is a gorgeous drive. And now's the time of year to do it, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're looking uh, for a little getaway without uh, worrying about going far, just take your car and uh, take in some great golf. Jaron Mack, head golf professional at the Running Y Ranch. Thanks so much for taking some time for us, and uh, hopefully we can find a way to come down there and see you in person soon. Jason, Harold, I really appreciate the phone call, guys, and uh, good luck, and we'd hope, we would love to have you guys down. All right. Well, thanks so much, uh, Jaron. And, uh, yeah, Dirt swears by the course. He loves it. Uh, and as he said, one of the hidden gems. Oh, it's fantastic, and and – I wasn't being facetious. We are going to go down. Uh, I may miss a, a show coming up here, but uh, uh, I'd love to go down. Uh, it's a great layout. I don't know if Jaron got the point across, uh, and, and if he did, I'm going to repeat it. This golf course will suit every level, skill level out there. Uh, you can go all the way back, and it is a real test. You can move forward. And and it's a much easier um, layout for those players who whose skill level isn't quite yeah. developed. If you look at it, uh, the back tees, as he said, seventy one hundred thirty eight yards. Uh, then you've got about sixty five eighty, and then just under six thousand. Uh, and that's not including the 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 ladies tees or the very forward tees, family tees. So uh, five different tee boxes there. That me- that's what makes a good resort course. Absolutely, and. This is family friendly. If you go to the website, you'll see there's a lot for families to do down there. No question. So we thank uh, Jeremy Mack for joining us. Also, thanks to David Phipps. Again, rounds for research. The auction ends tomorrow. There's actually a foursome for running Y Ranch available for auction at rounds for research, as well as Oswego Lake, Waverly Country Club, Pumpkin Ridge, the Reserve, uh, Tokatee as uh, well and pronghorn so some outstanding courses uh for them i'm gonna uh, try and go work on my swing some more here this weekend it's gonna get hot get your tea times early for sunday and monday don't be out there in 100 degrees if you don't have to be no it's gonna be tough it's hard to play in 100 degree temperature so i would avoid it it's gonna be a little cooler uh next week tuesday about 80 degrees there you go that'll do it for us espn radio coming up next for harold i'm jason hit him straight this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.